Hi everyone, I'm Fatima Benta Gimse, a screenwriter and producer, and you're listening to Sinful Sundays. Did Nigeria break your spirit? I, I listen. Peter <laughs> is not that reliable, but it's the voice of the people sometimes. <laughs> you know you're a good doctor if people don't keep dying. <laughs> a podcast that highlights storytellers and filmmakers in Hollywood. Because I don't want anybody to drag me if you see me doing another Lolaro. Just now I was broke. I need. <laughs> I go to audition for a project and it's full of these guys from Big Brother. I'm like, <laughs> I went to drama school now. I have masters in acting now. Do you have uh, one million followers? <laughs> yeah, we talk about everything from career ups and downs to personal gist and all the juicy things that go into the world of storytelling as we know it. Hi. <laughs> That hi, was Fatima. My biggest hi. The my... first time I heard your your podcast, I was like, ah, uh-uh, Fatima has that. Yeah, uh-uh, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Xavier. Hi, Fatima. Please introduce, introduce yourself. Who are Before, you? So, so, did I do the dramatic introduction? Yes, now we are here. All right, my name is Mr. Xavier Igoroji, the God Engine. I worked on Bonner Boys Grammy Award-winning album. <laughs> Um, I won a Sundance for a short film competition. I won a 48-hour film competition and swooped almost half of the awards. But not to toot my home. <laughs> <laughs> you went straight with the Grammy. Anyways, I didn't even expect what, that one. What I basically just do is I'm Mr. Xavier Goji, writer, um, producer, director, resident in Nigeria. For now. For now, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> nice, Xavier. Um, nice to have you. It's a pleasure. This was supposed to have happened like June, Jeez, July. But yeah. Yes. Well, anyway, we move. Mm-hmm. How are you? I'm stressed because, you know, workshops, story workshops and the rest. Um, Christmas, deadlines. But yeah, I'm happy. I'm fine. I like I like all this work. I like all this stress. So it's uh-huh. good stress. It's good stress. It's good stress. Yeah. Okay. How's your year been? We're talking about Christmas. So let's do like a year in review. <laughs> a year in review. 2021 was a very, how do I put it? It was a decent year for me. Funny enough, I think 2020 was probably better than this year. Are you serious? Yeah. In terms of, how do I put it? Maybe in terms of maybe from a financial standpoint. Oh, okay. But then from a relationship standpoint and setting up things I would be able to accomplish in 2022, this year was a very fantastic year for me. Um, Of course, I get to work with Fifi on uh, my friend Fifi um, on Dilemma and that 260 show one of the story editors on that project um, then of course Shantytown filmed this year an amazing um, session I went to see them on set it was crazy um, seen some of the footages it's mad a friend of mine who's a film critic watched it and he was like oh my god da, da, da. and I'm like okay you know what so we are doing yeah, good stuff good, yeah. and then you know um, other stuff I'll be handling like next year and stuff uh-huh. so yeah I think so it's almost those you know there are years where the doors are open and then maybe there are years that you climb the staircase like, so I guess I'm climbing the staircase to something that oh, will happen it's like in that thing they say years that have the questions and years that have the answers, answers exactly so I guess this is this is the year with an answer for something much more profound. Yeah. Nice, nice. <laughs> I'm having deep, I'm having deep stuff. No, no, we're hey, here for that. Let we're me do here. This. <laughs> so you said God Engine. Yeah. I've been, I've always wanted to ask. Why? Yes, Why God Engine? Yes. Well, so um it's almost it's almost like an externalization of my mindset. Like the kind of um mindset I, I carry when I'm maybe working or building relationships or just living life, right? Because there was something I was listening to and they were like, um, you have to understand that nobody's special, right? But then you are unique or something. And I'm like, if, and then I I, I know visualizations and all of all this. And I'm like, okay, if nobody's special, what if I see, d- decide to see myself like that? <laughs> yeah. Because I'm the one responsible for how I live my world and the things I get to deal with and stuff and all yeah. of all this. And so I'm like, okay, you know what? I'll be God to these people like Superman. <laughs> to borrow words from BVS. I'm not saying it's a classic or anything, but yeah. So yeah, so I, so I was like, okay, you know what? There's an engine almighty, like I can it's do up all to things. to me to make me special. To make me special, do you yeah. get? And then I'm like, okay, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. So I'm like, okay, if you can do all things, then you are the God. The drum roll. Engine. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> nice. Okay, now now let's focus right here for your mm-hmm. journey in Nollywood. If somebody asks you right now, okay, what do you do in Nollywood? What would you say? Um, principally, I would say I create and I also write for Nollywood. Um, and that's because um, my directing, I know there are a lot of people who are very proud of the stuff they direct and stuff. I'm, I'm maybe I'm not there yet, mm. right? And I, I always see that there are a lot of things I need to learn 
And maybe when I, not until I, I fully go on that journey of learning, like officially finish from film school, it's one of the things I'm planning to do very soon. Um, if not for COVID and Canada and all of all those stuff, right? <laughs> it's one of the things I was planning on doing like immediately, probably like next year, but I may need to push it, um, the date a lot further. Yeah. So primarily, I like to associate myself as a writer and a creator. So in terms of that, I mean, TV shows, films and all of all those kind of stuff, that's what I principally or primarily do in Nollywood. Okay. Has it always been Nollywood for you? So uh, for me... It's always been movies, I guess. Movies, animations, comic books, so and all of that. Storytelling, exactly. It has oh. always been storytelling. And then I, in Nigeria, I can't start t- telling <laughs> Hollywood stories. Yeah. So somehow, the natural place just makes it feel like, oh, Nollywood. But of course, we want to tell global stories. So it's all like, yeah, it's storytelling. So I won't say it's, it's always been Nollywood. But for now, the foundation, of course, is Nollywood. So how did you set this foundation? Yes, let's let's go there. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. It's it's weird because um, for me, I wrote my my first. I did my first paid job. I think was um, early, either early late twenty ten or early twenty eleven, right? Ten and years ago. Ten years. Oh yeah, that's true. Ten years wow. ago, and I when I did it, I was um, I was still in school, and we had. Because of strike and the rest, our final year exams I was supposed to have been done twenty ten. What did you study? Oh yeah, I studied chemical engineering. Wow, that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll probably talk about. Yeah, I studied chemical engineering, two one graduates. Um, but at the time, and because of strikes, we our exams I was supposed to be like around um, middle of or I think about second or third quarter of twenty ten were pushed to. January, but then towards that, during that period where while um, I was waiting for exams to start, I had the opportunity to travel to Lagos for like a job and it was, I was developing like a feature-length film. Mm. It hasn't been produced yet, but wow. it's okay. <laughs> but then I did that. Um, and then from there, after I finished school, um, at that time, I loved stage. And I was like, okay, you know what? Tyler Perry does stuff on stage and da-da-da-da-da-da. No, anyway, reality hadn't given me up a <laughs> yet. So from that, I... I when I finished school, instead of clearing to go for NYC, I was like, you know what? I didn't need that right now. I went to do like something for stage. So I started working on something I did. and um, was a stage production called The Fable. Um, it was on the 1st of October 2011 mm-hmm. that I did it. 1, 10, 11 was a particular date. And that first just fell on a Saturday. So it felt like, oh, God, engineering. So I... I see what you did there. <laughs> so I did that. Um, then I realized that stage doesn't pay like that. No, it doesn't. Do you understand? <laughs> and I had, by that time, I had gone to talk to my uncle. My uncle gave me like, I think, 250 grand. And my mom, she also pitched in. 2011, that was Do you understand? That was, that was a lot of money. So um, from the 250, we bought, we paid for the whole. In fact, we paid for the whole for the entire day. The whole went to go and give subletty to someone to do something in the morning. It was very crazy. Wow. Right? But amazing experience. But I realized that if I wanted to... Um, make it a living out of this journey, especially as my parents were very strong academicians. I could not go for a career where there is no money. How if did not, they, they feel? Ring the bell on my head every day. <laughs> How did they feel about when you did the ah. play? <laughs> oh, so okay. So for the play, because I was already doing play stage plays in school. They were very supportive of it. But as at this time, they you didn't know that. was a hobby. Yes. Okay, they didn't like, know that. Oh, he's just doing it on this side. They be worried. Well, ah, <laughs> oh, my son is not exactly. So that's what they thought he was. Up until, I think after I finished NYC, my dad was waiting for me to come back home. He wanted me to apply for like master's in Imperial College, England. And I was like, mm-mm. I, so he called me one day and was like, da, 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 da. he had called me before. He had sent me messages. So one day he called me and was like, why am I always, I just knew that this was the point in my life where I had to draw the line and just let them know that CEO, this is what I wanted to do. Mm. And I just let him know that, oh, X, Y, Z, blah, 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 blah. This is what I wanted to be doing with my life. The reason why I wanted to do, I went to go into storytelling was because I had, for engineering, there are a lot of very good engineers out there. And then school also left me disillusioned because it was almost like after every exam. Where was school? Oh, I schooled in University of Benin. <laughs> no shit to say. <laughs> I beg, it was, the school wasn't good at, like that. <laughs> Let's forget that thing. Because in order to keep up with the things they teach in class, you would need to go to tutorials. And maybe my dad was not very financially supportive like that because uh-uh, you have other siblings, struggle, do all those kind of things. So mine was just cram, do this thing. In fact, I was my attendance was very terrible, especially in final year. But what I was looking for was I prepare for exams 
and ASTEM, that kind of thing. So, and I knew that after every exam during the holidays, everything you taught me the previous semester, I could not remember them. It just so <laughs> happened. So I'm like, if I was an engineer, I would just be one of them. But if I was, I knew I was very good at screenwriting, at least by yeah. my own judgment or for the um, level I had set for myself. And there was a deep conviction that that was what I was supposed to be doing because... Um, I get to be very spiritual and I had heard God speak, um, spoken about this thing, that this was what I was supposed to be doing. So there was only a time in my life where I was supposed to be going back to Benin. Like I was in Lagos, job hadn't come yet. And I was like, okay, you know what? I was going to go back to Benin. This was, so around, there's a friend of mine whose bed was like April 4th. Um, I just finished, I think I just finished service. Was it, um, I was finishing service, I think June or thereabouts. And I was considering leaving, right? I went for this, my friend's birthday party. And a pastor that I hadn't had any com communication with told me that, oh, this was what he saw and blah, 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 blah. Oh, wow. This is very deep. It's very, yeah, it feels, <laughs> so it feels, so, so as I that, so when he said that April, I was okay. Despite the fact that I was looking um, forward to finishing service with the whole, what do I do next? Yeah. I was like, okay, God's got me covered. But then when I finished service, and then I had this year, this month where nothing was happening. I was like, mm, why don't I go to Benin and start chilling first? Okay, <laughs> because I'm in Lagos, I'm burning money, but in my father's house, I won't have to be doing yeah. any of all these things. In that moment, while I was waiting, I got a call for like my first job. I was working like a content creation um, company. They had these e-books, entertainment that they used to put on um, Silverbed TV. I think it was on Tuesdays or Thursdays or something like that. So I had that job. A friend just, somebody just called me out of the blues. That like, oh, I'm in Lagos. So I'm doing XYZ. I'm a producer for this thing. Though. They wanted to write out. And that oh, was wow. it. Wow. And I was like, oh, okay. This is a sign. Do you understand? <laughs> so it felt like a sign again. Yeah. So at every point in my life where I was almost despairing, something just came and was like, this, I saw this, blah, 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 blah. But even before I got my first major, like, head writing position in, um, at um, the network, Mnet African Magic Showcase and, and stuff, I, there was a time I was wondering what next. Because, yes, I'm in this industry. I was doing story editing. But I was thinking in terms of creation, like, it cannot, this cannot just this be, it. be it. Do you understand yeah. that? So there's this, this uncertainty, but I'm a very extremely optimistic person. But yes, I also have my very low, <laughs> my very low moments where I, I get into this deep introspection. And then at, around that time, there was a friend of mine, a, a someone who I be, later became friends with. As at this time, I wasn't the person's friend and the person just tapped me in church and was like, oh, they wrote this note that this was what was impressed on their spirits to tell me about. The person didn't know I was even creating so, 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 so for me, that's why sometimes when I talk about, I talk about like writing or creation or storytelling with people and they have a disposition of, mm, there's something pessimistic about the air. I like to try to clear it because yeah. yeah, you've been in those rooms where I talk because I'm like, you can't tell me something you want to commit your life to doing doesn't feel, doesn't feel like purpose to you. Even if you, even if there's not this big glorious vision about it, as long as it's what is before you, if you are diligent in it or with it, I feel like you'll be successful. It's almost like if you decide right now to start, say, fish farming or, say, poultry business, with the amount of time and energy and the way you put it into film, TV, and you, you'll be successful. So yes, if yeah. money was the goal, there are ways to make money. Yeah. If it's snail farm, if that is what you wanted to do, all you need to do is move to a particular place where those things are not in demand. It will, it will take a while. But once you start, start clocking in the hours, you, you, if it's so, so the, so the point is, the reason why I said that was like, it's not money. Like it will come, right? But that's not why we do certain things because this job is hard. It's very so if it's money wanted, <laughs> is, is this really the best way to make money? Really? No, it's not. It's not. No, okay. it's, not. it's not. So in so, the beginning, it's not. It's in, yeah, in the beginning, it's it it gets rewarding, but then. Yeah. That's almost how every career feels like. When you start maybe banking. But you know, it's the thing that people don't see storytelling as a career. Even us, yeah. we have to adjust to realize, okay, this is how jobs, every job you enter, this is how it's going to feel. This is how feel. it goes. For banking, you, let's say you are a cashier. When you begin, begin as a cashier, after a while, you get promotion, promoted. And the more you get promoted, your earning capacity increases. Exactly. Then if you decide to say, okay, you know what, um, I'm done staying in Nigeria, let me go to whatever, get a certification and maybe move out of the country and you start earning in foreign currency. It's almost the same thing like, oh, I'm creating stuff in Nigeria and after a while, oh, I would like to do stuff with Netflix, HBO. Exactly. It's the same thing, but 
we don't, I don't know why, why do you feel like creatives, we do not see creation as a because career? Because for a while, we've seen it as a hobby. It's always been something you do on the side. On the side, yeah. A lot of people didn't know you could make so much money from writing. You can actually earn like salary. Yeah, and like, have a life. Sal- like, the first time I heard salary writing, I was like, <laughs> writers get salary. Just, I was uh, like, well, no, it's not an office job. <laughs> I was like, no, they don't yeah. work in an office, but yeah. we have to change our mindset. That mindset. It's a job. It's a job. It's a business. You're a brand. And because we're so quote-unquote casual mm-hmm. you think mm, it's just play. and, that's, and that it's should just... be the fun thing about your work because oh it's a job but then I can be as casual as f- I'm not allowed to swear I think you are <laughs> I can be as casual casual as I want to be Do you get, so it's, it gives you this freedom so in, in fact myself I've told myself Mondays I don't want to do anything on Mondays. Same. So because I want to win that. Yeah, that, Monday, yeah so I'm all the time be like, see anything. my Monday. I don't do shit on Mondays. <laughs> yeah, so it's, yeah. it's cool. So yeah, I have a long weekend on Monday. I'm like, whatever I feel like doing today, I will do. So mentally, it just tells me you are winning at something. It's a subconscious thing that you may not realize, but then it, it may fill your week with so much enthusiasm because you feel like, okay, you know what? There's something I can that is within my control. It's when your life, you don't feel like you are in control of your life that things and things are just spiraling out of. It's very easy to get depressed. But if you yeah. know that, oh, I can control my Mondays, that's a win for me. So you can do middle finger to the, what's it called? The system. Yes. And be like, yes, I chose this and I'm winning in, yeah, that kind of thing. So yeah. But what was the question again? It was like, right. <laughs> We're talking about like how you like start writing, writing and but like, yes, writing. We are in it already. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you mentioned, um, I was going to ask you about career, is it longevity? Longevity. <laughs> yes, that's the word. Longevity. <laughs> well, like, because we're you're getting into it. Yeah, yeah. And I think I want you to expand more on it, especially um, for writers. Yeah. Okay, so my friend Lani says something about the industry that it's a very okay. Did he say the the ceiling is high, but it's very quick to get to? Ah, yes. So it's almost like oh, if you're if the highest point a writer can rise towards is maybe head writer. It's, or show running. It's easy to like, maybe in like five, say five, six even years. less. Do you get, or less, These exactly. Days less. Less, exactly. You so can't. people enter with head writing. Exactly. Do you get, so yeah. when you get there, so the question now is, what else are yeah. you, are you, are you doing? Um, I'm a very firm believer in leveraging on certain skill sets to expand the market. Now, and as a quote unquote, as a, as a leader in an industry, it also behooves me, it's, it's an unspoken responsibility that I need to also try to create markets for other writers coming in, in the sense that if they want to just be content, say, writing on a certain professional level, they need to know that that thing pays well for them, if that is what they want to be content with. Like, because there are writers who write on TV shows and will probably never make head writer in their writing career out of the country and they are very cool with it. Yeah. Even in South Africa here, like apart from headwriters, say story editors, there are people who work on like the long, longer selling novellas and they've just been writing for that for almost like the last five years or thereabouts. And those people are not big on, oh, I want to become a director, I want to become this. So that's the, it's the, because it's big. So they are living their life from that place of peace and contentment. Now, the reason why we cannot be content is because what's the average earning capacity for a yeah, writer exactly. in terms of I'm writing a feature-length film, <clears throat> I'm not very popular, um, I'm getting like, like 150. How many feature-length films can I write a year? And how many people is coming, are coming to meet me to write for them? Then, okay, how much am I writing an episode for? And then when these um, shows get um, re-showed, on other, re-showed on other platforms or re-aired on other platforms, they are not backends because we don't have like those structures and all of all those things yet. So I can't be content just being at a certain level. It's almost like naturally I want to go higher just so I get there. But then when you go higher, you quickly touch the sun and then you're almost like, oh my God, this view is beautiful, but what are we doing from here? Yeah, exactly. So, so, So when you get to that place, right, the response, the unspoken responsibilities upon you to expand Thank God for like streaming platforms for all of all those things is to expand into these new markets. It's to, because you can't be content in being a big fish in a small pond. Yeah. Be a big fish, but the ocean is also like endless. <laughs> Do you get? So that's, yeah. so it's almost like, so in terms of, that's how I see career longevity. And the question now is, okay, why am I content in just writing, say, um, for TV or for film? Can Am I doing comic books? What am I trying to build? Am I trying to write, start a community? Is there a way to leverage on with startups? Um, is there a way to enter into the corporate world from here? Let's say be like maybe a commissioning editor or something. If that is how you are seeing your career as, then career longevity won't be a problem. 
it becomes a problem when you feel like, okay, this is the, this is the end. Mm-hmm. So it's, so I guess it's maybe a question of perspective because after touching and the sun... And also knowledge. And also knowledge because yeah. knowledge also um, shapes your perspective. Yeah. That's, that's, that's true. It's also knowledge. That's very, because very, Because most people valid. don't know there's like there are other jobs that yeah. include your creativity. Yes, that requires that. For instance, this podcast that we are doing... <laughs> Do you get because, because you can just be like, okay, why don't I just maybe write and chill? Yeah. But then if you if you say, okay, you know what, I can do podcast stuff and then what do I like doing? You for instance, you like your lazy halal kitchen, <laughs> right? Yeah. So yeah. it's it's so it's it's basically just doing that because writing can only give you the freedom to explore certain things because it's not as if okay, you are not yet at that if you are not at that point where you are writing for two, four, seven, three, fifty-six, that kind of thing. There was a particular f- um follow year I took, and in that year I directed my my first feature length film, and I was like, okay, you know, that year was a year of thinking about what direction, where do I go from here, that kind of thing. What do I want to do? Mm. And that year, um, I, there was even a a, a what's it called a story. Um, workshop call some of them that I turned down because I was busy with something else or I didn't just want to do that because in doing that I'm occupying myself with things that are preventing me from thinking I'm still stuck in that space and it was there I was like okay you know what I can do xyz position myself like this there are certain jobs I realized I also sorry about that there were certain jobs I realized I also had to take um, in order to to create visibility for myself as a brand and those jobs were not like jobs with the best working conditions right or the best pay and the, the producer I did this stuff was, was very problematic but then at <laughs> least that job placed me in a position where other people saw me and then I started getting more jobs more visibility and that was it okay that's actually a very good point because I want to ask about visibility and writers because mm. you know that's a very big problem problem for we us. have as Nollywood writers like mm-hmm. visibility for us mm. do you have any idea I don't know if it's something we should Conquer, it's so weird because I think I don't know if it's if there is a cult that writers <laughs> go to to swear <laughs> to be silent about what they do. Because I, uh, like, this is not me being shady, but I think it's a complex problem for every writer, yes. But why, like, what's this, this thing about? Of, like, I don't know, there's this thing of. I think another thing that really makes me angry when mm-hmm. I meet some writers where I'm not saying is this identity problem. Yeah. Where you feel as a writer you should have this pers- like specific personality. Mm. You're copying what you've seen yes. of someone like you've seen this group of indie writers abroad. Mm-hmm. You're now copying and pasting that lifestyle. The aesthetic you see. Uh-huh. And you're not and the so, same so climate. It, even, <laughs> even this thing you mentioned I also realized that there is a way to write for a Nigerian audience. For you know how a script is basically like a document, like for TV anyway, a script is a document that the production crew is collaborating on to create something off of. Yeah. If they can't take that document and interpret it X, Y, Z, then you've not done your job. Yes. That is why when we even do breakdowns that would influence scripts coming out, there are certain slangs we put in there so, so that you get the soul of what this scene is about. Yeah. Yawa don't gas. It's different from problem shit hits the fan. Oh, I remember when an actor actually pointed that out. Yes, that he was glad to see Nigerians. Even as a writer, and I realized was also on this same project, I was mm-hmm. like, this is way more fun yes. to write. Training, like, lyrics. Things, yeah. So I was like, yeah. oh, it's so easy to... It's so easy. And you just, it, you just oh, get that choked. picture. You, you choked. know what's you happening. Know, bam, you know what that is. You know. So, and I, so, I said, I said that because you mentioned, um, picking something and just copying and pasting it here without trans- properly translating the idea. Yeah. Because even 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 filmmaking, if you decide to make film the way you are making, they make films in Hollywood, you won't make anything. No. But you know how, in order to shoot, because it must be done, there are certain things you do. There's no guild on... So do you, if you wait for those conditions, so why are you taking the personality of those writers <laughs> without taking the working conditions, the pay? Do you understand? Exactly. So you're not commanding certain things. Yes, you're feeling like that. They can afford quiet. to be mysterious. They can afford to be. I'm Have not, a house, a cabin saying... in the woods where you stay. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We're not saying you should be attention seekers, but it's this thing of writers, like you said, be, like as if they're in a cult to mm-hmm. not speak. Speak about what and they do. And when you just be like, oh, you're just too proud. You're doing the most. Yes, exactly. So and I'm like, I don't so, get so actors, actors that from... speak and directors that speak, why are they not exactly. proud of doing the most? Exactly. I think it's an actor thing. 
Thank you for posting. Exactly. They, also, they actually think uh, it's an act, only actors that are the actors ones that, that do not post. speak, and that do like, not even have Instagram pages. Daniel, I don't think Daniel DeLuis has an Instagram he page. He um, <laughs> This guy in Peaky Blinders, he doesn't have an Instagram no. page. Denzel Washington doesn't have... Of course. He so, will, I think he, he spoke about when he was promoting yes. Macbeth again. Like, no. Like, like, if you can see me every every day, then you won't pay to see me on the weekends. Like, so the question now is, why are we why are we only taking... It's, maybe it's the danger of a single story. So you see, oh... Certain writer, maybe I don't know if he's um, Fincher or all of those. No, Michaela. You know, Michaela Cole is very anti-social media, mm. so she's the type that's like, oh, she yeah, writes. she's not even there. She I'm writes here. in the woods and all that thing. I would Great love for you. that. I would love to do it, but <laughs> our industry that, is not like even that. that quote, I feel like I mentioned that quote every episode that we've recorded. One? The one that she spoke about writers going like to hide, which I really support because you need to rest your brain mm-hmm. to tell great stories. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. but at the same time. I can't. Yeah, so, the, so, so exactly. So the thing is, I think I was speaking to some friends about about this. Um, one of them Donald, one of them Fifi, and also Lani about this. And 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 I told them, in fact, it was it was the same thing that we all um, a sentiment that was echoed across the room, that because of the kind of story we've been telling for the past five years. Oh yeah, I was there. Exactly where we are conditioned to tell certain kind of stories, in order for us to switch and tell some things that are more cerebral or just to get a fresh perspective. Or just light-hearted. Just light-hearted because if you, know, if you notice there's a certain darkness with our stories yeah. that people even expect from us. Yes. Because it's almost like if we do if we do things out of that story box they're like ah. What's no, happening? For instance no one expects me to write a rom-com. Do you understand? And yeah. it, it may be a brand thing that I carefully curated but then the thing is even when I, like light writing a story like you would not come from grinding as hard as we do grind for like our 260 episodes every single year and all of all those. Yeah. And it's awesome. But then, like you said, in order to take that follow year again, I was privileged to have a follow year-ish because, okay, I was only doing, I think that was the year where I did Unbroken. I was oh, Unbroken yeah. workshops, yeah. right? And then I also shot um, Sinita and all of all those things, right? And then I took a couple of feature length projects, but there was there were deliberate spaces in between them where I could just think and be like, okay, this is what I need to do. This is where what's happening and all of all those things, right? Yeah. But in order to take that follow year, you need money. Exactly. So now basically the plan is make the cheese enough to take that break. It could be four <laughs> months. Nobody yeah. say take a, a year. <laughs> we can't we can't disappear in the woods and say, oh, we want to write what right now. We can't do that. We We're not there that. yet. We are Maybe not there in yet. the future. Hopefully. Hopefully. That's a prayer. For our industry to get to yes, that level so where it can space. be like, peace out. Like, I've written two projects. I'm going to go and rest in the, I don't know, Ubudu Somewhere. <laughs> That's that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But Nigeria is so weird. I, 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 we get, is it Nigeria or is it thin with the world right now? Maybe recency bias where when you disappear for a while, people almost forget about the things you oh, have it's, done. It's, the, it's, it's kind of the world... Thanks to social media. Because so even yeah. I, like, I have that fear. Like, every day I wake up, I'm like, this is the day I go offline. This is the day I go. But then I'm like, yeah. I'm so scared. Nobody even knows me in this industry. Yeah, like, so just if you go, when you now come back, like, who, uh, nobody oh, missed you. Come you. Back to do, who are like, you? Well, yeah, like, I come like, oh, this is Because I, personally, I don't like mm. social media. I know, like, I'm always there, but I don't like it. But I'm always like, I just... Need, you can't, you there's need this it, yeah. formal creating yeah. form I'm like I can't everybody announcing yeah. something people are doing things, doing things. I, personally I don't feel as content as I, I should be with my career mm-hmm. so there's this need to want to, to know, be visible to right now so you can there, yeah, to yeah. do the most yeah. and it's, it's not what I like so so I, I'm, I'm guessing we may need to be strategic about that follow year in the sense yes. is there a way to go off the grid and be present in a, in a sense but you're still like people do that a lot of people actually I've noticed that thing mm-hmm. they're not tweeting they're not listening but they're liking stuff I'm like it, it's kind of for me yeah. I think that's counterproductive in a way okay so your, you're still your keeping sense of going tabs, off the grid is no internet delete just all leave. the this okay, thing off your like, phone turn, okay, okay no no like okay. right now I do that with news I don't okay. check news yeah because you don't want I've muted, depressing exactly depressing I've muted news. every news page and I've been successful that one I don't care mm. But with social media, it's so hard for it's me. Hard. I know some people actually just wake up and they're like, okay, I'm doing a 90-day fast from social media. And someone like Dami Elebe, she mm-hmm. did that. She did that and then she's but back now. Yeah, She could do it because mm-hmm. everybody knows her. People mm-hmm, are even mm-hmm. looking for her. Nobody mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 even assist. Like, oh, yeah. but, who yeah. is that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. So, 
I think again, it's about reaching that point or and also defining oh, your own. I don't know. Maybe defining your own level of like, so, like what you're talking about. Knowing, yeah, find what find what fits um, what what fits you or what is suitable. suitable yeah, exactly. Yeah, because right now, if you know you do not have the luxury of going three months off, can you maybe take two days off? Does, yeah. Is that like a healthy baggage? Exactly. Almost like, okay, so I'm detoxing gradually, but then I'm still doing work. So I know, okay, the social and so days I'm around, I'm talking about X, Y, Z. I'm putting all of all these things out. Because when I get to a certain point where I'm able to take a month off, then I can do that knowing that, oh, I've, I'm already visible enough. Ah, or when you also maybe, if you get reasonably engaged in such a way that, um, let's say, you get a, a Netflix special that you're working on or something from Amazon or something of that nature. And you know, okay, you know what? for my bills for like the next couple of months is Sorted. I may not necessarily feel the need to come up as much as often as so I just use work as a distraction tag so I guess it's maybe you find what works for you I know there are writers that they will that online thing they don't want to leave but then if they can create why doing that then it's fine it's your own nobody's putting gun on your head to yeah to subscribe to a certain system of beliefs I get that well True. beyond online well I feel that's no I, that's also me being maybe a little myopic when sense yeah. of saying that's the only source of visibility writers have right now is mm. that the only source yeah it's the only source like how, how else are you visible like, I can't so for, so for actors I think what I'm looking for is networking not visibility oh networking like meeting people yeah, and that's all. the so, offline so, visibility so I, so I guess by so that's where I probably have a problem with because I'm not a very like I, like people feel like oh I'm outgoing strong personality all of us and I, <laughs> I do well with crowds but I don't particularly like it mm. right so so in terms of networking in that sense I feel I like my conversations and meeting people to be genuine and I don't I don't want it to feel like oh I am getting to know you because I want something from from you yes. and I know networking yes. is necessary for some people so the way I approach networking is from a point of almost let my work speak for me right and then. I amplify that stuff and then maybe I get a client and from that we develop a relationship. I'm not the type that maybe if I go to a, work, a festival, I can go and meet someone for the first time and be like, oh, I'm this, that, 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 that. Maybe it's something I have to learn or maybe it's something I probably do not need because maybe I'm in a space where it may not be as necessary for me. I think it's something about finding balance. Yeah, and what like again, like you said, like, what I works for you? I can be cordial with you. I don't have to like throw it out there. Yes. Like, oh, I'm only talking because lots of people don't know when they're doing it. And as writers, we face that a lot. No shade, but mm-hmm. mostly from actors. Mm, like there's when this, they want to, yeah, they, they want to talk to of, you. Oh, hi. And you just know, I know what yeah. you're talking to me. It's okay. Yeah. Like you don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. But then you can actually just be cordial with someone in yeah. the sense of, oh, one day I'd like to collaborate with you. With you. Without being too... Like, like I'm pitching myself. Exactly. <laughs> My name is this. Exactly. And I, <laughs> like, so people should have been saying, like, oh, hi, where were you cast? I'm like, ah, yeah. It feels a even, little forceful and it may yeah. even turn you off from maybe wanting to work with them because you don't know. But the funny thing is this, eh? Is it, is it also that maybe because we are not comfortable networking, we are seeing it this way? Because no. I feel like I'm not enjoying networking. <laughs> no, and for them, not, that, I don't, I don't know. But I don't think that's networking. <laughs> for me, networking, because I like networking. Yeah. I love meeting, like, I love meeting, I love meeting people, people in I my industry. Have setting con- yeah, and have certain conversations like, When with- I see someone is doing something, thriving, I'm like, I, okay, this would be nice. It would mm-hmm, be nice mm-hmm. to collaborate with this person. Yeah. And I, th- I, I shoot my, as I enter, I shoot my shots. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. oh, can, like one day can we do something but Together. there's a thing like boundaries also. Boundaries, yes. You can't just straight up just tell you, but like, calm down. Chew. <laughs> like the person doesn't you know, know you like that. Having a bad day. Exactly. Once it's yeah. only you snap at you, know, the only person is rude. Yes, that's another thing. And you know how social media we can just exactly. copy and paste the charts and without uh, without just, introspection <laughs> or the nuances, they already feel like oh, this just, person was rude to someone like exactly. that. True. True. Well, yeah, I think it's just about finding balance as writers because this you. whole idea of staying in your shell is not helping anybody. It's not working. It's not it's working. You. Because if people do not know what you are doing and the kind of things you write about, they cannot recommend you for stuff. So you are saying, oh, I don't have, what's it called? I'm not getting jobs. But on your page, you are probably just, what, posting quotes, inspirational quotes or posting <laughs> film posters like talk about yourself. Oh, my film aggressively marketed. Oh, my film is coming X Y Z. This you know this was how the writing process was like. How you hype someone else's work? Channel it to your own. So there was this thing I did. Um, the reason why I didn't ah, let me explain. So I wrote I I did like a a, a three series um posts on my experiences becoming God Engine. That was what I called it. Why writing and I like head writing and I doing the pandemic. 
um, meeting like 260 episodes and all of all those things, right? So I did these three episodes and I was like, okay, you know what? The best time to put it out was just after the finale airs. Around that time, the guy working on my website, because it was supposed to be a cross-platform plan for me. So I was supposed to put the excerpts on my page, tell people to go and read the full thing mm. on my website. And while they're on my website, they can drop their emails. I started emailing thread. My good friend had, um, what's it called? COVID. Are we still, are we still online? Okay. okay. My good friend had COVID. And then I could not, like, what's it called? Study. And I'm like, okay, those posts are still on my phone. I'm like, okay, you know what? Maybe when I start off the new project, right? I can still say, oh, this was something I should have posted and I will still do those things. So it's it's been, yeah, it's been strategic about it, about talking. You have to talk about the work that you are doing because you assume that it is normal. Number one, it's not. <laughs> Especially for us writing in TV, working on 260 episodes. Oh my God. Breaking 80 freaking episodes. It's not In normal. two weeks. It's not you normal. Don't, you don't want people to hear. With that is what good you quality storytelling, by oh the way. Oh my God, like we are literally beasts, but we do not see ourselves that way. Like the, yeah. it's, it's, so you would only realize how much you have grown when you interact with other people. When you're among normal people, normal, I don't want to say normal, like when you're with other writers that probably do just maybe feature-length films and they maybe wait for a wave of inspiration to hit them before. And then the way you are thinking of story, you feel like, ah, it's different and it feels like you are talking too fast. And then you realize, oh, this is probably what growth looks like. Mic drop. <laughs> this is I love that. I love how it ended there. So now mm. let's we've, we've gone from the inspiration. Now let's let's go a bit. I don't want to say dark, but mm. <laughs> let's mm. go to the ugly. Okay. <laughs> in the sense of the up. ugly side of working in Nollywood. Ah man, the ugly side of working in Nollywood. And it's the honest truth. Not not uh, what they call it, not chasing anyone away from the yeah, industry yeah. or it's just like what you should expect. So let's talk about like, your low moments in the industry. Moments where you've been like, I'm I'm done. I'm, oh, Let me go and wow. use my my degree. <laughs> Chemical engineering degree <laughs> hey. waiting for me. So 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 I guess maybe it's just slightly different for me because I haven't gotten to that point. Thank God. Well I know I've ha- I have like um really disappointing moments. You know I mentioned a project um there's a project I worked on, I think Foreigners God. I'll put it out there. Um, so I worked on Foreigners God. Um, the director who is a costume designer that forcefully decided to direct this project because he felt like, oh my God, this script is awesome. The mileage will be amazing. Has it right? ever come out? It hasn't, like, I not, not to my knowledge. Okay. Um, he decides that, okay, number one, he didn't pay me completely. Number two, he promised me associate producer because we we're talking about the actors and all of all those things that we we'll use. And I was re- making recommendations. Even during story workshop, I had to do all of all this and all those edits. None of those things happened. And then I hear that, oh, he's sharing my writing credit with somebody else. Now, in his defense, I was warned by several people in the industry when they heard I was collaborating with this person to write XYZ, Foreigners God, wow. or to write his next project. But... In my defense, that was the project I used for visibility. And I understood that, okay, if you want to eat frog, it's the one that is big, pregnant, <coughs> and robust. So I was like, okay, you know what? I know that if I did this thing for him, right, my name would come out and be on a certain place. So all these red flags, I understood it and I took it. So anytime I get offended about what's it called, how the whole treatment went and all of all those things, I tell myself, okay, was it a good... Did you get the PR from it? I did get it from, from there. Um, did you get the clientele from that that you wanted? I got it from there. So I'm like, okay, you know what? Peace. We don't need to talk about it. In fact, blocked him on all social media places because even down to the treatment, what he came to me was, oh, there's this story he wants to do on the witch's camp in Joss and something. And I was like, okay, no problem. Hold my mojito. <laughs> <laughs> and then I wrote a treatment for him. I even digitized it. I went to my graphics designer and digitized it for him. And then for you to come and say, you want to share my credit with, and the person he shared my credit with, because I, he took first draft and went to film with it. Oh God. So in taking first draft to film with it, and then we had certain conversations on, um, there was a character we went to use um, Chiwetaloagu to do. So for Chiwetaloagu scenes, I did this thing where I wrote a script meant within like a script so that he can go off tangent and have all those jokes and all of all those things. Now you want to film, you change that actor and you decide to use Inkemo or was it the other way around? Sha? 
I've forgotten. I think it, whether he went to using Kimo one, he changed changed it to Chiwetaloago, mm. right? You change it, and then you want me to start formatting the script. You are still owing me money, and all of all these things are happening. So he had a writer that he brought on set, or that he sent the script to on set to help him properly format the scriptment into like a what's it called a a script in the sense let me add dialogues to it right and all of all those things and then that person is sharing credit with me no, that's... me and and then I'm supposed to get the soul story credit for that project but then we sh- I am sharing the story credit with him and then okay then there are a couple of scenes where oh there were no scene headers now the reason why I didn't use scene headers was because in the witches camp there's a witches camp right and then there are some characters that have their hearts and all of all those things the character the, the writer puts what's it called um Seen headers for this person's hot, that person's hot. Reduce some, 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 some. What's it called? Some dialogues that the writer, that the actors are supposed to know. Okay, let me do this for myself. And then he's sharing credit with me. His his suggestions did not even change. We're not even up up to ten percent of story direction. And the standard rule is like 25 percent. If your contributions are not twenty twenty five percent, you are a script editor. And it's so it was it was very shady and messy. And I was like, okay, you know what? For the longest time, I was resentful about like, nah, it's not necessary. Because I got what I needed to get from here. God is still blessing me. All right, let's ball. But I didn't need that toxicity from that person. And I was like, okay, fine. Do you get so yeah, so I could say maybe that was one of my lowest points in terms of working in the in the industry. Of course, there was another scenario where someone owed me money for almost was it six months or Jerry, <laughs> but but then it, we, our relationship was still good, right? And and I could forgive that situation. But this other one was, yeah, it was a it was a low moment because it was someone I expected to be better. At least just because of his name. But then he just, he had, this was someone that he even, like actors, he tricked act- actors. Like I heard that an actress slapped him on and I'm like, yeah, it's karma. It will happen. And then now the film, you filmed when the film hasn't been released. And I'm like, okay, what is that no. saying? It's, 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 not, it's really none of my business anymore. <laughs> That's me dusting my, my, my hands. It's none of my business. But yeah, that happened. Okay, so um, can you talk about your long-term goals? Mm, long-term goals. So um, I want to build a community um, leveraging on technology and telling stories, right? Um, it's not like making films and all of, mm, not of not those kind of things. Just a, a community that can inspire you. It could be like a Humans of New York type thing, but for somewhere, wherever I decide to settle down with my family, finally, that's what I want to do. I want to go to film school. I'm thinking of either Vancouver Film School or um, what's it called? Um, Toronto Film School. Hmm. Um, but then I want to take an Emmy in screenwriting in the UK, um, London Film School um, before I start doing all of all these movements. But then the goal, those are one of my, so the, so one big goal is the one I just mentioned. Um, there are other things I want to do, um, like getting my, Getting stories on international platforms, there are some some things that are already currently in the work and it's looking like, okay, you know what? Just be patient, just keep putting in the work, those things will happen. Um, but then for me, there's a bigger goal of having like a maybe like a film village that people can come and film and produce and do all of all those things. And it's not a dream that is limited to it being or happening in Nigeria. But like I said, we'll find a suitable community where we can put those things in, generate um, jobs for people. Yeah, so that's, that's in terms of my big goal. Then I want to retire and write African fantasy, write prose. That's my first love. There's a, there's a project that I need. So that follow year I'm talking about, I need that follow year because I want to go and work on something, right? So that's also something in the works. Yeah, okay. for let's long-term go goals. Let's go back to your introduction. Introduction. You said right. you worked... Grammy Award. <laughs> oh, yes. So tell us about your work with Burner Boy. Ah, uh, well, um... So that was not a script. Was it a script? Yeah, so it was a script I did, but I did it for a comic book on the Twice As um, Tall album. Um, so he needed to release the album and um, he, he was already creating the tracks for the album and his management reached out to me. Um, they had these white people who they wanted to do like a comic book that would tell... I would serve as a basis um, linking African giants and this, but those people didn't have the the cultural eye. <laughs> In fact, the, the earliest, earlier sketches they sent were whack <laughs> for want of a better word. And then the stories, I was hearing the kind of stories went down like, ah, that won't work. So what I did was I developed a treatment um, called Ashiri Ino. 
that um, it was supposed to be the Secret Flame yeah. or Secret Fire or something yeah. like that. So it ended. So the comic <clears throat> book ended up being called the Secret Flame because we were like, if, we, if it has a Yoruba name, it will not be um, cross cultural, right? So we, it was, we just left it simple as a Secret Flame. In the treatment I developed, we were. I was talking. I had to address the tone of what I wanted to do, Bonner Boy's journey, and in terms of like colors, the um, the bull of creation. There was something in the bull of creation where like um, he met with like certain deities that inspire him, and it was also aligned with his personality and all of all those things. So I did the treatment, and then when the treatment got okayed, I proceeded to writing like a screenplay off of that. And then that was and that was um, what he used for the official album release that he used, sent out to fans to tease them, oh, album coming out in a few hours, check this out. And then recently I went on YouTube. It had about, was it half a million views or there about? And I saw the comments, I was like, oh my God. So this is what I commented like, I said, one of these days, in fact, I will munch a couple of comments and I'll form anniversary of the blah, blah, yes, blah, 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 blah on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, so I saw that, I was like, okay, I did that. I just like, so it's it's weird in the sense that I have to remind myself that I did that because I realized I was working on like a personal statement and I didn't mention it and I'm like, wow. Uh, yeah. Oh, there's a life um, story that I'm supposed to work on like, um, accompany my entry into one of these schools I mentioned yeah. and I'm like why, why didn't I talk about, why did you just skip so, like, I, so the, reason why I, the reason why I mentioned I have to mention it here yeah so remind that yourself that this, yeah I did this thing it's it's okay to be proud of your accomplishments without being yes. what's it called cocky about it because it's a fact did I do this yes I did it yeah. so just say okay yeah I'm glad I did this but then what can I do I want to create more Okay. But that was what, what I did. And I was glad that um, I also worked with the artist in interpreting the script. The artist was a very good friend of mine, Stanley Obende. And then in interpreting the script, creating the characters and all of all those things, then the only person I probably didn't have a conversation with was the colorist because from the script, he could just go and went wild. Yeah. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Okay. Low so bar. this is where you have your... Um, TEDx moment. <laughs> so it's like a parting message. Okay. But it's to like, of course, it's to talk talk to... My brain just aspiring went. Aspiring writers. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's to talk to aspiring writers out. Not only aspiring, because I know we like we like to do that thing of talking to us. But no. Just talk even, to your community, yes, your people, writers your Writers are writers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just to talk to writers out there. Reassuring message, warnings, anything. Mm-hmm. Just anything. go. How long do I... Well... Let's see, let's see. Because it's you. <laughs> we'll give you five minutes max. Okay, five minutes max. Um, let me, I will try to even keep it keep it short. I feel like while writing may be may start off as a hobby, every writer owes it to themselves to see, especially if you are committing to it, to see it as a career. And for careers, the way people do careers is that they get trainings, they get skills so that they can ascend higher on the career rung. You need to keep developing yourselves professionally in order to ascend higher and get your story muscles stronger, consuming a lot of materials deliberately. Like watching, if you, if you, if you know your writing voice is fantasy or fantasy is your key, you need to watch a lot of those materials, but not constraining yourself to those materials. So you know, okay, what other influences can I get? Because yeah, but you need to, so you need to constantly develop yourself. Be hungry for whatever it is you want to do. Be deliberate about your craft. Take it as a career. Take yourself as a brand. Because if they write written by Fatima Gimsi, you want it to mean something to the audience. Mm. The way people will see, oh, directed by XYZ person, Martin Scorsese, and the person is expecting, oh... Italian it, mafia, do you understand? more family. Yes, do you get? So if someone... So that's what I want to do. So if you hear Mr. Xavier Igoji, there should be something you are thinking of. If it's gritty, crime, fantasy, very dark stuff, or things that are like that. Like So deliberately, I, I, won't, I won't say, oh, I have very... Like, if you want to do something that is extremely light-hearted, I'm the person to call. It may, it may be, it, it won't be like a, a, a good fit for my brand. So, see yourself as a brand. Del- um, what's it called? Develop it deliberately in that direction. That's one thing. Another thing is this. Do not be a shitty human being. The world has enough of that already. Because there was a project I, I had and I realized that um, I would be writing a story of... Um, my one of my mentors, Yinka Ogun. And I realized that, okay, if I re- wrote this story without calling him to talk to him about it, there may be problems. So I called him 
there was an indirect conversation or I even hit him up on, on, on what's it called WhatsApp. I think it was not, it was a WhatsApp conversation. And I was like, oh, I was writing X, Y, Z, though. Hope you are on good terms with these people because I just got the story draft that you did for them that they want me to rewrite. And he told me, ah, this is where I was at as at, as at the point with them. Da, 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 da. And I had to call my EP back. I was like, please sort things out with him before I go any further. The reason why I did that was not even because it was Yinka Ogun. If it was any other writer I had respect for and or any other writer, I would do the same thing with this person. I'll be like, ah, they gave me this your stuff to rewrite. So is everything okay with you and the person? Before it looks like, oh, Xavier stole my work or Xavier yeah. did that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's not a, it's not, there's, there's no rule book that says I have to do that. But it's necessary for people to know that, okay, you know what? I can call you and ask you about, oh, I've worked with this person before. How is it like? You'll get, be open about numbers. That's one of the things we do not do deliberately in terms of, oh, this is how much I charge for doing X, Y, Z. Everybody's hiding. Everybody's hiding their amounts. Why are you charging it? If, if, I, if I tell you, for example, I'm charging 5M for this and the next writer, if the person can call 5M, let, him, let the person call 5M. It's just that because maybe we do not trust it ourselves that, oh, maybe the other one will be like, but you gave Xavier so and so amount of money now. So I guess... And we, this whole, I don't want this person to know how much I'm making. So my own is this. If it will help this, this person make a better bargain for themselves, then let me let it, let it help the person make a better, better bargain for themselves. I know um, a couple of writers I have sent my rate card to, oh, this person is saying, oh, I'm having negotiations with this person. Oh, how is working with this person? Like, I know what the person is asking for. So I, I'll tell the person, you know what, in order to solve your problem, let me send you X, Y, Z. So you have a an idea of how to even maybe structure your negotiation and all of all those things for you, right? I, so I feel like be open about it. It's the same thing with opportunities also. Give people opportunities, but then there's also the back, the flip side of, um, what's it called? People taking access for granted. So yeah. I feel like, oh, because I see Fatima every time, when Fatima is giving me notes on my work, I can now start going back and forth with her without <laughs> understanding that we are no longer friends here. It is a, she's the head writer, I am her. I'm, I'm supposed to make her vision of this project come out. It's not that, oh, the way I saw this scene was, mm-mm. it is, you want this to happen, right? How best can I make it happen? Exactly. By using, so, and that's what <clears throat> collaboration is about. I guess maybe for this, it's probably TV writers that will understand this part. TV writers, I need people to understand that TV writing is a very huge collaborative task. Mm-hmm. Number one, take that nonsense argumentative thing you have about yourself out. The fact that you have a strong personality does not mean you should be arguing back and forth. Bring that strong personality to your writing. To your writing. Do you understand? When you are pitching the idea, pitch your best idea. And if if the room has said, oh, this is not what we, the direction we are doing, put your energy into making the next, the direction we are doing. Because make it's it fantastic. about the show, not you. It's not, bam. And there was a post, you, there was a, a quote, you, 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 a screenshot that I had to take from your page and, and put it on, up on my page because it was talking about the same thing. Yeah. That do not be so argumentative that Defensive, you cannot add yeah, defensive Jeffrey Labour yes that yeah, you can't like, add, yeah. as a writer with a showrunner like once a mm-hmm. showrunner says oh this is not working just yeah. switch to what works what not works. oh but I said no Bam. that's the zone we're here Bam. and I and I realised that the the maybe the Hollywood system is different because for us it would be the head writer and the writers that yes. they were basically talking yeah. about because someone will now feel like oh it was showrunner he's talking about now oh EP has not come to talk to me <laughs> EP see, will not come and talk trust to you. me trust me <laughs> there are people that will see that thing and be like it's not, they are not talking about me because yeah. they are not self-aware enough yeah. to feel like oh this I had to put it because I know that okay you know so one of us that used to do like that we see this thing and we re- hopefully you realize that so anyways there's that then another thing is this uh, as long as you are diligent and you put in the hours money will come it's almost a it's almost a should I call it a life principle yes that's why I made an example with the fish farming or snailry or poultry if you if you have 10 chickens and you start off with that oh there's maybe like two or three cocks there you would grow naturally if you put enough time to it five years spent in a poultry growth would be visible but it requires to be diligent you have to be diligent on it and you have to want to be the best personally you have to want to be better today than you were yesterday yeah. it's not me being better than Fatima or what Fatima is doing. it's me being the best version of myself that I can be so it's not a competition between me and Fatima it's a competition between me and who I was yesterday so I want my understanding of story today to be more to be better than it was maybe last year or something like that as long as you are committed to these two things people will recognize you it's not about because I have messages on my DM somebody just told me his full um, what's it called log line that he has a script the script is on put down neighbor that's what the person called it what does that mean? you can't put down the script once you start reading it. Oh, okay, cool, cool. <laughs> nice, I like the energy. <laughs> Do you understand? Like, it's on put down the way or another that how does he sell it? Number one, you don't even have a relationship with me. 
See, I was talking about this networking yes. without boundaries. There was another when some someone who entered my DM and was like, "Oh, um, can I help them get buyers for their scripts that they will be giving me so so and so percentage?" What? Number one, you don't even have a relationship with me. Number two, you don't even know who I am. But then when you see the idea somewhere now, if I collect it for me now, you'll not be like, oh, somebody. So I don't even, all those ones, when I just read it, I just leave it there. Yeah. I don't even want to have those interactions where yeah. it now feels like, oh, we had extensive interaction about that my idea. That and that is why I don't want to even get there. Because I feel like, okay, maybe your mind is in a certain space. Maybe I don't know if, if for actors, if that's how they go and meet directors and be like, oh, I can play the role of a sexy person, wanting, 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 <laughs> put me. I don't think that's how it works. Some of them. Right? But exactly, it probably does work like that. But for writing, it's different because those are your ideas, they are precious to you. If you haven't developed a relationship with this person, do not just shoot your shot like that. Yeah. And nothing is this. And is, also, yeah. just to like, like edit that in the mm-hmm. sense of if you don't know the person and you want to shoot your shots, just be formal. Yes, be just formal. Just say, hi, this is what I want. This is who I am. Like, yeah. this is what I can do straight yeah. to the point. Yeah. Yeah. Don't go, don't act like your friends or they mm-hmm. owe you something or mm-hmm. just say what you want from them and keep and it going. And keep it yeah. going. Another one is, and, and maybe I, I will probably end on, on this note, there's a difference between mentorship and looking for jobs. I can't come to meet you and be like, oh, Fatima, mentor me. But what are, a lot of people, what they really mean is divert jobs my way. Yeah. Because, and, and that's one of the reasons why I turn down a lot of people because I can only mentor two or three people at a particular time. Because mentorship is, I am concerned about your growth as a writer. If I see any opportunities on writing, like that would make you, you grow first, I have to give it to, I, I would... The responsibility behooves me that I have to divert it your way oh, so that you can grow as a writer. Secondly, I have to also, or thirdly rather, I have to put you in a space where I'm not making you grow and stunting you in the sense that there are certain doors I won't open for you prematurely. Like there are, if, if it's first story workshop, there are certain writers I won't bring there because I know you're not strong enough. If I bring you there, network or studio execs, they see you and they already put an X on you. Not until you are ready and your best self will I, not, will I put you in that position where I know you can thrive. So that's what mentorship is. It's not just, oh, you hit me up and you're expecting me to be sending you <laughs> jobs or sending you money. That's not how it works. Yeah. So don't just meet everybody and say, oh, mentor me, mentor me. You see, you have 10 mentors that what's happened. What are you learning? Do you understand? Like, what, are you, do you understand? what are you learning from them? That you don't, so, so anyways, so that, I guess, pattern should be, always be hopeful. You can be like pessimism does nothing for you it's mentally. It does nothing. It's draining. and it hurts you more. So why can't you just be optimistic? I know. It, I know. It it just helps you live your day better. There's a concept that there's this thing called toxic um, optimism. Yeah, toxic positivity. Or toxic positivity. That's not what I'm Everything talking is about. Fine. That's not what I'm talking <laughs> about. I'm not talking about that insane type thing. But I'm saying be hopeful yeah. that things can get better. You can get better. Tomorrow can be better than today. It even in the so and then of course. Being hopeful does not deny the what's it called the reality on the yeah. ground. It does. It doesn't. It doesn't mean do not grieve. Yeah. It doesn't mean do not go through the motions of certain things. I think what you're trying to say is like technically, in summary, don't feel sorry for yourself and put yourself in that woe is me yeah, mentality. Wo, wo, yes, the victim mentality. You took it off me. You took yeah. it off. That's exactly like like it just adds a certain level in your life quality of life as a human being it, yeah. this has nothing to do with writing than when you are pessimistic and you are saying oh the world has oh dreary and all like, that everybody's against everybody's me everybody's against me suspicious nothing is working for always me. guiding it's <laughs> yes not exactly oh god you, and you, you drain yourself yeah you drain yourself and you, you see that when, you're, when you want to tweet you're always dark always fighting this person always dragging this calm down calm down I guess yeah be hopeful Always. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. You're so welcome. we're going to end with you telling us top five things you're watching right now. Hmm. So besides Dilemma, which we are probably all <laughs> watching, watching at the moment. We should all be watching Dilemma. We should all be watching Dilemma. After Magic Showcase 151, 8 p.m. weekdays. Bye. What she said. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so are, um, are we adding Dilemma to your list? Yes, I'm adding, I'm adding okay. Dilemma to my list dilemma. because I'm watching it. Um, what else am I watching right now? Okay, so it has to be TV, TV series. So I just finished watching. Okay, things that I finished watching because I finished watching a lot of my stuff. That's but fine. I, I just finished watching Foundation. Okay, it's a long, convoluted plot, but the <laughs> visuals are great. And apparently, Wally Ojo is in it, and it's an Apple TV. Um, what's it called? Original. Nice. And um, yeah, the Foundation was based off of a book by um. Forgotten who wrote the book, but it was one of all these science fiction book. Right. Um. There is that. Um, I guess 
Can I also include things I can't wait to see? I think so. Just add things you're enjoying. We'll, we'll change the list to things you're enjoying right things now. I'm enjoy- okay, <laughs> then there's, there's, there's Peacemaker from Suicide Squad. I want to see that series. It feels like it would be stupid. Like, <laughs> if you watched Suicide Squad, the last one that James Gunn did, John Cena, John Cena was batshit crazy. <laughs> so, right, that's something I want to do. I, I want to see. Of course, Spider-Man is going to be coming out soon. We want to yes. see that. Um, The Boys Season 3. It's going to be coming out. That's so something else. I I, I, I I totally want to see that. Yeah. And then um, what else? What I else? think we have five. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Five? Dilemma, Peacemaker, The Boys, the Boys Foundation. Foundation, and hmm. There's one. Okay. Let's just let's just quickly put one in case let's we missed it. One. What have I? Uh, what TV show from me? Nine Nigerian television. Let's leave that as four. Movie. Okay, movie. Where if it's movie, where I just saw Dune. Visually, my uncle did a very great movie. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that's there's also two. Okay, yeah. nice. This mm. was nice. I hope you enjoyed it. I enjoyed it too. It's just that my head, my head. There's a part of my brain saying, "Okay, my group members, there's work, work, there's work with and all for you. Those, I, it's, yeah, fine, it's crazy. It's fine. It's but crazy. thank you so much for being here. My this pleasure. Was nice. Finally, finally, we've done this. <laughs> yes, yes. Thank yes. you very much, Xavier. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're doing a great job oh, on your podcast. Thank you. You're doing a great job thank on your podcast. You. Thank you.